Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDSE. This podcast is sponsored by Ramp. Are you the decision maker in your company? Consider this. For the first time in decades, there's a better option for a corporate card and spend management platform. Meet Ramp, the only corporate card and spend management system designed to help you spend less money so you can make more. Most corporate credit cards offer points as incentives, but those points amount to less than their worth in real cash value. Ramp's business cards offer you cash back, real money in your pocket. Plus, you control who spends what with each vendor. And Ramp's software collects and verifies receipts automatically, which means you'll stop wasteful spending and close your books in hours instead of days. Businesses that use Ramp add up to 5% to their bottom line the first year. If you're a decision maker, adding Ramp could be one of the best decisions you've ever made. And now get $250 when you join Ramp for free. Just go to ramp.com slash easy. Ramp.com slash easy. R-A-M-P dot com slash easy. Cards issued by Sutton Bank and Celtic Bank members of DIC terms and conditions apply. Hello, I'm Scott Soshnick. And I'm Evan Novi Williams, and this is the Leo Messi's Coming to Town Sports Business Podcast, The Sportacast. Oh, Mark, we grade Eben's introductions from time to time. Uh, I thought he brought good energy on that one, you know, that, which was good. I think it was very literal and easy to predict. Yeah, I, I thought he could have done more in the creative. So if this is diving, there's degree of difficulty and artistic impression, all that stuff. Uh, degree of difficulty, very low score, artistic impression. Uh, I, I give him a little bit uh, of a better slot. slot. You, you tell me, how do you think he did? I think he did okay. I think he did okay. okay. Considering yeah, okay. the circumstances and the obvious circumstances that bring us together, I think it was great. But I'm happy I, to be here, guys. Thanks for I having me. I was thinking about singing it in the Santa Claus is Coming to Town uh, jingle style and then decided against that. That might have gotten me lower scores. You would have gotten lower scores. Yeah, exactly. A- absolutely. Exactly. Yeah. Evan, have we had anybody who has an accent above any letter in their last names on the show as of yet? Or is Mark oh. Grandpray the first? Great question. Um I'm trying to think. We, we this might be a, a Sportacast first. Congratulations, it, it Mark, be. General Manager wow. Red Bull, uh, first first person on the show with an accent over the name. So, congratulations oh, and welcome. Thank you guys for having me. Wow, this is this is an honor. First one with an accent. Wow. <laughs> but hey, this is a big time for you. Um, you know, we mm-hmm. we do a lot of soccer. And you know I grew up. I I played soccer my whole life. I played a lot of a lot of countries played soccer. And we've been hearing for a long time, soccer's coming in America. Mm-hmm. But this last well, two, three week, four, whatever it's been, uh, this, uh, this period of time where Leo Messi joined Inter Miami and MLS, and right from the first game scoring the goal, there has been this crescendo of popularity, attention, fandom, all of it. How would you characterize what we've seen in terms of Leo's arrival? I think it's been unprecedented. Did we anticipate that he would come in, score the goal that he did in that first game, and then build game upon game upon game to end up winning in PKs in Nashville? 
I've, I've said this before, but could we have scripted this and would have everyone bought it in Hollywood? No way. They would have said, no, 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 it's not going to be that, you know, it's not going to be that poetic, but it was, and it's been great for league's cup for our league and combine that with the Apple deal that the league just, we launched this year collectively. Think about the global reach here we're having and, and the interest around the world for MLS, for Leo being in Miami and then, what it does for all our clubs, it's been phenomenal. It's been amazing to watch. Given given where you sit, obviously the the Inter Miami coming to play Red Bull uh, this this weekend on the twenty sixth. Um, you're obviously rooting for Red Bull there uh, for games that he is not playing directly against you. Is everyone in the league rooting for for Messi? Is, is is this just the kind of thing where you see the opportunity, the eyeballs, everything that's going to come with increased attention for the league? Yeah, I think everyone wants to see some success on their part. And, until they show up in your building, right? We want to be the, hopefully we'll have the opportunity to be the first team to beat them, right? Let's see what happens tonight in their U.S. Open Cup match. And then Saturday we can take care of business and break their streak. But we want them to succeed because it helps, you know, everyone ultimately gain some momentum and exposure and awareness. And I can't take, I can't peel my wife off the TV if he's on right now. Never seen this before, but she is glued to the TV while he's out there. Now, my wife is not a huge sport or soccer fan. So this is not a soccer thing, just sport in general. Like, you know, big stuff, that's fine. But as, as I told you, I will be traveling this weekend or else I would be there. I live about 10 minutes from the arena, yeah. um, which we affectionately call the, uh, the silver marshmallow every time we pass on the New Jersey Transit, by the way. Uh, so, but my wife Fair. came to me and said, hey, you know, Messi's coming to Red Bull, can you get tickets? <laughs> you know, so my, but she knows, my, my wife does love a big event, no matter okay. what it is. She loves an event-driven casual sports fan. She wanted to go. She made the request, and rarely does that happen. I think that sort of cuts to the heart of what we're talking about here, that it has reached the casual sports fan who wants to be a part of this. Yes, I think if you look at the demand for the game, right, it, it sold out on our platforms instantly. And not only from the casual sports fan, but from the celebrities. I mean, we've never seen a list of Oh, who do you got? Let's go light it up. Uh, you you, know, this is going to be like I, a Madison Square Garden front row? You're going to have to absolutely uh, find a way to torture me for me to release any names here. But it's some pretty good... I have to torture you. Yeah. How about I make you listen to the shows that I missed last week? Just Eben alone and, and Eben and Jacob on loop. I give you yeah. two shows in and I'll have these answers. So it's the casual sports fan and then media, right? On a regular MLS match game, on an MLS game, we have 70 requests for media. We have over 400 media requests coming from all over the world. For this game, it's New York. They want to be here. And to your point, Scott, it's an event. And people who probably have never been here want to be part of this event and say, hey, we saw Messi in New York playing his first game. Uh, his first regular season game in MLS. So it's going to be exciting. So Mark, I want to actually drill into kind of what happens the minute that you guys here inner Miami is going to have Messi for this game. You have season ticket holders. Obviously they, they had tickets to this game a long time ago. Some people probably bought long before Messi was here. There's a game here. I'm going to go to that game. Uh, I I imagine you had some unsold inventory. The minute you heard Messi was going to be here, the team immediately knows that inventory is probably worth more than it's listed on the website at this current second. Do you take those down? Walk us through exactly what you do to maximize what you're talking about, the value of having such a high-profile game uh, in your stadium at the end of August. 
Yeah, I mean, that's a great question. The process was, we had a, there was inklings that he was coming, right? Uh, that w- there was some rumblings, there was some rumors. So when we released our schedule originally, we didn't release any tickets for that game, for the Miami mm. game. Intentional. Then, uh, interesting, then it, okay. Then it cooled down, so we, okay, we're going to make some inventory available because we don't want to be caught behind the eight ball as we get closer. Then it was officially announced. We removed all the inventory. Um, so we had a plan in place if this would occur. Um, and it was mirroring what we did for FC Barcelona last year. The only way people could get tickets through our platform was if you bought a a partial four game plan. So you get messy in three other games. We did the same thing for groups, 10 group, 10 tickets plus you need to get another group for another match in the season. Um, that worked out well for the Barca game worked out well this year. And, what I loved about what it did during the Barca game is that show rate for the following three games was very, very high. We expected some attrition. and Some people would say, hey, I'm going to commit to this game and the next three I'm never going to show up. But we had over 80% of those folks come back to Red Bull Arena for those three games. So that's really good. So we got them in the funnel. We stayed, in, stayed engaged with them. And this year, we've built those relationships, got some of those folks back. We've had a record-setting week uh, when we launched our red memberships for next season. We sold more new red memberships than we ever have in the history of the club in one mm-hmm. week. And that's building those relationships and leveraging those partial plans from last season. How, how big is the gate relative to a normal Red Bull game for, for this game on Saturday, Inter-Miami, versus, let's say, a, a, a home game you had in July? Or, or it's June? about two-thirds larger. Wow. Okay. Two thirds. Yeah, it's it's the largest gate we were ever going to have at Red Bull Arena by far gotcha. for an MLS yeah. match. And and, right. and and on a secondary market, just to stay on tickets for a second, do you do you work with a secondary market partner? Were, were, were tickets pulled down off of off of secondary as well? I'm just trying to get a sense of the whole ticket ticket uh, strategy, knowing that that he was going to be coming here and it would be his probably his first MLS regular season game. Yeah. So we we are are plan and goal was to make the process as seamless as possible through our platforms, partner with many platforms to make sure it was as seamless as possible. And that was our goal. Uh, And uh, as you can see now on Ticketmaster, our our official ticketing partner, there's verified tickets for resale. And that value keeps going up as every day goes by. And as the inventory goes down, it keeps going up. Do you get a cut of a resale? No, from our, when our fans are reselling, no, we don't. Oh, we need some blockchain here where you get a cut each time. This is where tech and sports is coming together. There you go. It's going to happen, I guess. We'll make it happen next time. Dan Gilbert tried this a number of years ago with the Cavaliers, tried to kind of create a a closed ecosystem where he would also be participating in the secondary market. And I think from a a user and fan. Is that memory hitting me quickly? Was that flash seats? That may be right, yeah. Essentially, it just created such a – the fans – revolted against it it, it yeah. was just so difficult and, and the barriers were so high for fans to to, to sell and 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 buy that i think the the cavaliers decided it wasn't worth it to have a closed ecosystem anymore yeah, yeah as as the whispers were starting mark uh, and we're talking with mark de grand Prix, gm of red bull hosting leo messi and inter miami this weekend uh when those whispers are starting do you call over to mls hey don help me out here what am I doing with these tickets? Am I leaving them out there? Should I pull them back? Uh, hey, Jorge, por favor, Jorge Mas, necesito información. What, I, did anybody help? Like Jorge was tweeting some stuff, but it was cryptic. You know, did you get any help on the inside that steered you towards your policy? So let me start before the schedule was announced. 
and this occurs in late December, we release our schedule. We were working with the league to make sure that our home game against Miami would be in the latter part of our season in the second Mm, half with the hope that this would occur. So we work with the league, made it happen. So that was, you know, check number one sort of in the plan. We can host them. And then we had constant communication with the league and also with my counterpart in Miami, uh, Javi, saying, hey, is this, this going to happen? Is this a reality? And, he would, and I would ask him, should I just release all the inventory now? Say, oh, give me another two weeks. Give me another three weeks. So we had good conversations. And it was I'd say it was collaborative because we all know that everyone would win if this occurred. Um, so so it, I- it was fun. I, I've been wondering about this, Mark. I, just in looking at the Inner Miami schedule, the the back half of their schedule, they are playing in some of the biggest venues and biggest media. Now markets we know Novi Williams. No, we, no fue accidente. They, they go Red Bull, biggest media market. They play at Chicago. They play at Atlanta. They play at Charlotte. All of those are NFL venues. Uh, there's a game at LAFC, another FC. kind of premier uh, spot as well. It, it seemed as though uh, the schedule was made deliberately with the idea that there is a chance that the back half of, of, of this Inter-Miami schedule is going to be a very high-profile series of games for this league and, and for some of those teams. Yeah, I think there was some some thought put behind that, I'm sure. So, so one other question, because I've talked to a few teams that, that are, are, are hosting Messi in the back half of the season. And one of the things I've heard from at least one of them is that they are looking to find other parts of their stadium that maybe are not ticketed for normal games, but to increase just the inventory, not just standing room only, but to increase mm-hmm. the capacity of their, of their stadium for this game so they can sell a few more tickets. Is that something you guys looked at, considered, or are doing? Is there, are there tickets available for this game that are not available for, for, for other Red Bull games? There used to be a potted plant in this corner. <laughs> Has that been removed for yes. a standing room only ticket? Yes, we're, we're literally uh, turning every stone over to make sure we can have as many people and fans and guests in the building. Uh, but yeah, our building is, is we can't find more seats now. We are at capacity. I wish I could find a way to get it done, but it's impossible for us. For a hot second, guys, we thought about going down the street to mm. MetLife, MetLife, but the, Giants, Interesting. The, the Jets and Giants were playing, are playing. And and ultimately, when you step back and think about it, it wouldn't. It's better. The experience here will be better for everyone. Real grass, soccer-specific stadium, and also to reward our partners who've been with us, who have signage in the building. We needed to make sure they got. They were part of this celebration. For, for listeners who don't know, the the MLS schedule is is a bit more art form than NFL, for example, where it's very very set who you're going to play, home or away, etc. Do, do you know the next time that you guys are hosting Inter Miami, and is there is there lobbying in in two years to try to make sure that that the next time it's available that 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 Messi comes back? What what's the situation for the next time you maybe host this team? So we're in the process of starting to, uh, you know, we fill out a questionnaire. We send it back to the league on dates we want to block in the building for other events and all that. Then the league comes back to us with a draft of the proposed schedule. And then there's a little uh, negotiation here and there that goes on. Um, It's a lot easier now with the Apple deal. We know that Mm. it's, you know, Saturdays at 730 or Wednesday. So it's a lot easier to manage for everyone. Um, And, Yes, once it comes out, there may be a, a conversation, but I think we're going to stay here. We're going to stay for the for the duration while he's here. We're going to play our games here. 
Yeah, I'm curious, how, how far along did those conversations about MetLife go? Was it, let's ask, oh, we can't because they're playing? Or how, how far did it go and when did it become apparent that that was not really a possibility? It was literally five seconds when we were in a meeting <laughs> discussing this, putting all the ideas on a wall, and someone just checked on Lance, it's not happening, Jets and Giants are playing. And then I just confirmed with Ron, who was the president of MetLife, and he said, yeah, not happening. I said, okay, good. So it was 10 seconds. I, I mean, we could make the argument. This would be fun. Like, imagine the discussion just two months ago, Mark, where, hey, we need to move the Jets or Giants for an MLS game, right? You would just be laughed out of the room. You could make the argument that the demand, even Jets, Giants fan, you get tremendous crossover here, would rather see Leo Messi playing at MetLife and, and seat 80,000 plus for that game. I would assume, yeah, the marketplace would want it, right? You get yes. more people who would have access to tickets. Uh, you know, it'll be interesting to see how many folks show up uh, at their place Saturday. Um, see the energy. <laughs> Our, I, I, I'm pretty certain the energy in this building will be a lot higher. And, and wait, you have a concert too, right? So, I mean, was that pre-planned? Yeah, so this this game was our hip hop celebration match where yeah. we we rolled out our third kit. They're going to play with it. So pregame we have DMC from Run DMC playing a set. Uh, we have DJ Scribble. We have um, Vin Rock and DJ K from uh, Naughty by Nature playing pregame. So they'll be playing pregame. Then postgame there's a little set, and then we are going to have an amazing fireworks show. Uh, I, I can rhyme you down with OPP. You know Messi. I can do this. If we, if look at Evan, look at him. Look, he knows what. <laughs> Scott, if you weren't on the road uh, for some hockey tournament somewhere in uh, the far western parts of New York, you could be here doing this. I'll be tuning in from Buffalo to see to yeah. see how things are going. And Mark, I'm going to ask you this coming coming out of left field. What yeah. what are you wearing on your feet right now? What what what's have, your shoe of choice? Adidas Stan Smith. Stan Smith. Okay, so with the green on the back, I hated that they changed it. That you can get different colors. You got the green on the back? Uh, no. Let me check here. No, oh. these are the blue ones. Sorry. Oh, it's, Mark, it's not that the original. Hurts. Sorry. That Mark. hurts. That that's, hurts. That's real sneaker fashion. Though. Yeah, real yeah, that's sneaker, sneaker fashion. fashion. Yeah. But let me know if you've heard of this. I stumbled upon this article, and I and I I whipped it out on Eben Novi Williams in the last podcast, and we're amazed by this. And but I think there's a real opportunity here for everything we're talking about. Vogue magazine. So, you know, Anna Wintour territory. Vogue magazine is telling me that soccer cleats, not your flat bottom samba that you saw years ago, that cleats are becoming, and how do you like this word, I mean, de rigueur as a fashion statement. People are wearing cleats, clickety clack on cement slippery. Come on. Come right. on. Yes, I swear to you. Have you seen anybody walking around the office in cleats? No, and. I hope I don't, but I haven't said it yet, but I'm sure, you know what, you know, our, our young, energetic, culturally in tuned sales force or marketing folks, I'm, I wouldn't be surprised if that happens over the coming months to see right. kids wearing cleats, but it's but I thought, really not but the I safest thought about thing. It. Ima- imagine if Adidas, Adidas comes up with this messy thing at a time when this footwear is becoming... Like hot f- among influencers and the likes of folks that are going to be coming to your stadium for the first time because Leo's here. Like this, 
have they been messing up this marketing all along? Like just targeting the, the parents shopping at Dick's Sporting Goods because their kids are playing that weekend? Or should this be ever, like the streets of Manhattan? We're going to see people like walking gingerly. Falling with, with down cleats. the subway stairs. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah, yeah. <laughs> I, I, I'm just amazed by this. But it, it strikes me as, as something like Don Garber's got to be grinning ear to ear. Every MLS owner's got to be grinning ear to ear that this is just becoming cultural touch points and so much more than just the game. This is what you want. This is complete penetration. That is amazing. If, if it does occur, and it seems to be that I am not the most uh, forward fashion thinker, I'm not there yet, maybe I'm going to have to try it out one day. And maybe Saturday, guys, I'll show up with my there son's go. Adidas cleats and make a statement. See how many people look at me uh, with an odd look. Never well, they're going to say Mark. Mark's really ahead of the, the time. Magazine yeah. teed up on your on your phone and show it to him. I'm going to hold on. I'm going to I'm going to try and get the headline of the story. You still have this? It would be great. I, I can find it. I can. Find I'm going to be setting. Tr- I'm going to be starting a trend here at Red Bull Arena Saturday. Yes. Yeah. Fo- following the, the Vogue inspiration. <laughs> here it is. Here's the headline. It's time to retire your Adidas Samba for a pair of cleats. Dash. Seriously, I'm going to show it. I'm going to show it to you. So just wait. Can you wow. see? There it is. Oh, yeah. No. Oh, wow. That's you know, insane this, to me. This may help business at HSS, our partner. A lot of people are going to be slipping and falling, yeah. and they're going to need some, <laughs> some orthopedic support and services. HSS may benefit out of this, too, also. Yeah, Very but, nice, Mark. Well, well way to incorporate way, the sponsor let's, there. Let's be really good hosts, Eben. You ready? Let's be really good hosts. Now, don't take advantage of us, Mark. Don't take okay. advantage. We're being very nice. Why don't you just give mention three of your sponsors? Let's just give the sponsor moment here. We had HSS. You met your Ticketmaster. Just give, give me a list of three sponsors that, you know, I know somebody's going to yell at you if you leave it off. I'm sorry. But yes. give us three sponsors. Oh, you're this only giving me three. So we've got Audi. Our good sponsor. We've got Provident Bank. Yeah. And we've got Hackensack Meridian Health. There's the three I'll mention. And there's Perfect. many more that have been great partners, guys. <laughs> and I will refrain myself per the guidelines you just gave me. So, and, and on on that topic, Mark, I'm curious. We, we've talked a lot about what this one game means for you financially. Um, outside of Messi coming to town, um, and you mentioned a little bit about some season ticket packages for next year, I think. Have you noticed... Uh, a, a boost in in your business that you attribute to the the general halo of having Leo in the league. I'm curious. If, again, if he comes to town. Great, you're going to do a monster business on that night. But but what do you see in your business outside of this one game that you think is maybe influenced by by his decision to sign? Yeah, uh, what's the real league? What's the real Leo effect? So for certain guys, we're going to see an effect on our on our red member base as I mentioned for next year. I think that is part of part and partial playing a role in driving this record week we had when we launched our, our new uh, season ticket package for 2024. Partnership conversations, some that were, I'd say, sort of lukewarm, are heating up, gaining mm-hmm. momentum. Um, you know, we're, we're going to announce shortly that we're going to have our, our stadium naming rights out available in the marketplace. We've had some conversations and those are seem to be speeding up or accelerating faster than normal. Um, so on the partnership side, we're seeing a lot of, a lot more momentum. And I think it's, I can't deny it. it Messi has to play an effect there. Uh, even on our youth program business, right? We have a large youth program business across the stri- tri-state area. We run camps. 
Uh, we run soccer for communities. That business has been cons consistently growing, but participation has grown since Messi has been announced because people want to be connected with soccer and MLS now. Uh, it's at the forefront of their decision process, and that helps us. This seems like a good time to to start uh, naming rights uh, conversations. Just given yeah. again the the halo in in the league itself, and, and correct me if I'm wrong, but Red Bull Arena has never had a, a naming rights partner since it, never. Since it opened. No, about never. Well, one might think that it's Red Bull, but I mean they are. They, <laughs> if you've ever seen the marketing that Red Bull is known for, you know, you'd, I'm surprised there aren't people parachuting and jumping off of it and all that stuff. Yeah, no. So this was a, a long discussion internally about should we do it or not do it. But yes. Uh, now we're going to see if there's appetite to, to get a partner at the arena. Somebody helping out with that? Or are you guys doing it solo? Um, we haven't finalized that agreement, but we'll have someone helping us out. Absolutely. But, by the way, we bring my wife back in. True story. She went to high school with Tyler Adams' father. Wow. That's yeah. awesome. Wapp Wappingers? Yeah. Up in Wappingers <laughs> Falls, Falls, New York. Yes. Yep. Yep. Wappingers <laughs> Falls. Hillside Lake, everybody. Shout out to Hillside Lake up in Wappingers Falls. Yeah. Wow. That's amazing. And now he just signed with Bournemouth. We're happy for him. Uh, he's wearing the right colors again. That's awesome. <laughs> <laughs> um, and I'm just, I'm just amazed. Let me ask you about, about the Apple deal. Is, is it, uh, how has the view changed? I think there was a much more skepticism at the start. Um, mm -hmm. are we, what is the Leo signing to? And by the way, did you hear the good news that there was a mistake on Leo's birth certificate? He's actually 22. <laughs> <laughs> so, that's, he's a 14 that's really year deal for MLS. Yeah. Yes, that's really, good really news, news for everyone. For yeah, but he's just—he's actually a 22 year old. Um, but has it changed? Uh, uh, we keep hearing about subscriptions. Do you guys get data on that? What What is Apple telling you in terms of sort of how things are going and uh, and sort of just any data about the deal seems to be shrouded in a bit of secrecy. So uh, your point about sort of the, was there skepticism whenever there's sort of a, a sea change right this was a big change in the way we we presented our games and going all digital and global with one partner we you know whenever there's change there's a little skepticism or hesitation i'll tell you we've been overwhelmed with the way it's gone i think uh getting our fans and our viewers to adapt download the platform and get used to it once you get used to it it's a great product right now you have the the multicast is phenomenal. You can watch three, four games together. It's been fun. Um, we do get some data, but it, it's high level. I can just tell you that Apple is very happy with where we are now and certain milestones we've reached. And obviously, Messi has accelerated some of that growth. But in terms of broadcast quality, we went through some hiccups, but it's getting better and better, and they keep improving. And we know that Apple, the brand they have globally, their standards in terms of execution, uh, quality, all those things are going to pay dividends long term. And it's, it's, you see it's happening across other leagues. That shift, we were the first ones to do it. It's going to occur more often and it's going to become more of the norm rather than the outlier. Your, your take, if I may, since we're just talking about future growth and innovation and your take on what we're seeing out of the Saudi league. I mean, you can't compete with that. I'm just your thoughts on is it sustainable and and what does it mean for uh, MLS? I mean, did compete Messi's with it here. on Messi? Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. Messi did said compete no. in oh. that regard. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. No, but, I, I think it's a we compete in a compete in a global landscape, which is different than any other sport, major league sport in North America. It raises sort of the stakes ultimately in terms of the investments we're going to have to make if we want to become a top five league in the world. Um, 
I think for them it's sustainable, but I'm not sure financially in Saudi, you know, it's not an issue to keep this, this money flowing, but ultimately I think the growth is going to come to North America and in our league, and you're going to see more players uh, like Messi, younger, in the prime of their careers, want to come here. And I think League's Cup did that. I think a lot of players who came from Mexico with their teams realize we have great infrastructure, great stadiums, uh, and it could be a great place for them to come and play, ultimately. So uh, it's going to be a win-win for us. Mark, going back to the Apple deal for a second, the, the everyone in in sports right now, when their media rights come up, is is facing this decision of reach versus money and mm-hmm. trying to find the happy medium in the middle. There, MLS was the first major U.S. league to really go for the the, the money. It significantly shrunk the reach a little bit, at least initially, and, and, and took a took a, a a very good and healthy check from from Apple. I know a number of teams were that I spoke with at the beginning thought about their local TV rights as a marketing thing, that, mm-hmm. that it was a way of maybe selling tickets or getting people into the into the stadium in the future that might not have found their games otherwise. I'm curious if you saw any difference in terms of the now that all your local rights are also on this on this Apple platform, um, if you saw any different from a ticket sales standpoint or anything like that. In terms of ticket sales, I don't think it impacted us, but I do believe that the local flavor that we had with MSG, right, who had been our partner forever, yeah. was something our fan base was used to, uh, was welcome, and it gave us a presence on the airwaves locally, right, uh, through MSG throughout the year. Um, that said, I think the the Apple deal has done a great job of, of delivering the game, broadcasting, but there's still opportunities for us to improve the product and provide mm-hmm. our feedback to Apple and the league. And... Um, Part of the opportunities, I believe, is to add maybe a little bit more of a local flavor to the to the broadcast. And what um, does that look like in your mind? I'd say, you know, one thing I see where there's an opportunity is having more consistency with the broadcast voices for our home matches mm-hmm. um, versus having rota- rotating voices. I think that's something we could discuss and have been discussing with Apple. Um, and then also, I'd love to see more faces. Uh, at halftime from the broadcast team. All those things are there. Um, but ultimately, I think the the global research is much better for all of us and the impact it's had for our brand and all the club and the league globally. It dwarfs the local uh, benefits that we had with MSG. I think we're in a much better place now and in the future. And Apple's been an amazing partner to work with. And I think those voices matter. I mean, Mark, I remember flicking on Channel 9 when I was a kid to watch, you know, the Cosmos during the heyday. And it sticks with me. It was Jim Carvelis and Seamus Mallon. Mm-hmm. Like they, yeah. they were there all the time. It's just part mm-hmm. of my childhood growing up, you know, the brand as well as the broadcasters. It's all, mm-hmm. all part of it. I so. didn't realize that it was a, a rotating. I kind of assumed that the, that home home teams or, or, or some kind of specialized announcers for specific mm-hmm. teams. I didn't realize that it was a full rotation. Yeah, I think it's something that we're working with, and I'm sure that Apple and the league are discussing uh, to make sure that we, we can accommodate for that need. I think it's important. All right, it's payback now on the sponsor thing. Jay Z, is he coming? Who's coming? Jay Z? Jay Z coming? Man, you tried to slide one in there, right? <laughs> yeah, huh? Jay Z coming? Who's coming? Huh? Taylor Swift, she coming? She's down at the Jersey Shore. The Jersey Shore, I see. She coming up? Yeah, uh, yeah, you got. It. <laughs> what do we talk about? Tried. I can't. I can't go there. All right. Well, speaking of not being able to go there, can't go there. I don't give out a lot of advice on the technical side of the game, but Mark, this is freebie stuff. 
I'm watching. I was I was so angry at the messy goal against Nashville, because, and I come in and you know we again we do this. I, I say to Novi Williams, I'm I'm putting slow motion on. I'm rewinding to try and find this. I don't understand how the he had a defender with help on the inside, and that dude takes an angle that allows Leo to get to the left foot. I was so angry. It was so easily avoidable if he just made him go right and cut inside. Now, I'm not saying he wouldn't have spun out of it or something. Okay, great. But he gave him the path of least resistance, one touch of the outside of the foot to tee up that shot. So, Mark, I want you to tell your coaching staff, make him I'm, – I'm pounding the desk. I may lose you. Make him go right. I'm telling you, Scott, if I am telling, giving any advice to our coaching staff, we're in big, big trouble. Let's no, no, honest. you're just the conduit. I'm giving the advice. You're just okay. going to be the conduit. I was on a podcast, and Scott said you need to I make will. Leo go right. Perfect. I will, I will phrase it just that way. I'll let Troy <laughs> know and see how he reacts. I'm sure he'll welcome the advice. Thank you, Mark yeah. DeGrand Prey, GM of New York Red Bull. Thanks so much, buddy. I appreciate it, Mark. That was so much fun. This was great. Thank you for having me, guys. Really appreciate it. Thanks, Mark. Novi Williams, I loved that discussion with Mark DeGrandpre. That was probably, and I'm gonna, it's, it's us, so like, you know, I know I'm biased here. That's the <laughs> best discussion of finances of Messi coming to town that I've heard, right. seen. Um, I think people are really getting that. The ticketing thing was fascinating. That they, We thought it was like, all right, it had all been on sale, and no, 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 let's stop it. It wasn't even on sale to begin with. We had an inkling it was coming. We'd never even put them on sale. Yeah, the, it's it's funny. The We've heard these messy to Miami rumblings for, for right. years now. And it's so clear in talking to Mark that this year, actually, MLS and teams like Red Bull were thinking we're about planning it a, for a lot. It. Yes. Right? The, the schedule was made that way. The ticket, allo- yeah. ticket allotment. Really smart of Red Bull to hold those back. And, and, and again, they're, they're not alone. A number of teams I know did exactly what Red Bull did. The minute they they knew this was happening, they took every piece of inventory down and and figured out a way. And, and in Red Bull's case, it was package tickets. It was group sale tickets. How do we maximize the value of, of this game by also getting people in butts and seats in future games as well? And I think Red Bull did a really good job of that. And he said it's it's a record gate. It's going to be two-thirds higher than, than, than a standard just ticket sales I, By alone, the way, I think he meant to say two higher. to three times higher. I don't think he meant oh. two-thirds. I right? think it's okay. two to three times higher. Uh, even better. <laughs> even better yeah, than yeah, 66% percent higher. But yeah, a really interesting look at the way that teams uh, are thinking about having Messi here and how quickly they need to move because consumers, Scott, are also thinking about these things. And as soon as Messi announced that he was coming to Miami, I'm sure there's a lot of people that rush to try to buy tickets. And and, and it seems like the Red Bulls handed that in a smart, in a smart I won't way. Do th- I didn't bring it up with Mark, and I did this years ago. As you know, I've, I have the picture. Uh, one of my favorite players that I used to watch was Didier Drogba. Yep. And when he played for Montreal and came to Red Bull to play as a visiting, you know how they have kids walking players out? Yeah, yeah. I, I, I arranged for my son to accompany Drogba out on the field. And, you know, he had a mohawk at the time. And Drogba was like, nice hair and rubbing his hair. So that, that's a great memory for my kid. If they still do it, man, who gets to come out with Leo? Who's the, who, what is the lobbying uh, with the team or the league right now where somebody's saying, can my kid be the, be the kid who walks out with Leo? I've also been thinking about the, the tradition after games of trading jerseys. Trading jerseys, I, yeah. I Which Dak, player gets the jersey, right? Dax McCarthy, um, longtime U.S. soccer player, uh, got his jersey after the League's Cup final in, in Nashville 
But yeah, I, I don't know exactly how that works, but I imagine at the end of these games, Leo has 11 players on the field rushing up to him looking to trade those jerseys. They, they should give special stoppages in play every five minutes for Leo to change his jersey so they could all be game-worn, autographed, authenticated. And where like, is Michael Rubin not on the sideline <laughs> like with a, with a plastic bag getting ready to tag these things? 100%, right? There, there, there is so much, I think, really valuable collectible opportunities here. And for players, there's, there's some people that are just by virtue of being in the right place at the right time probably trading jerseys and walking away with a collectible that is both uh invaluable for them personally probably from a memory standpoint and really really valuable if they ever wanted to sell it all right go ahead close it out well special thank you to mark over at the red bulls that's mark de grand pray the gm and president of the red accented last name in the history of the sportcast a huge huge milestone for this show Scott Soshnik. You can find him on Twitter at Soshnik. I am Evan Novi Williams on Twitter Keep at Novi underscore Williams. The show is produced by Keith Zanardi and Aaron Greenewald, so shout out to both of them. Sportico's digital media editor, Cora Veltman, would like you to know that you can follow the show at Sportacast, which is the hub of the Sportico Media Network. You're down with OPP, yeah, you know Messi. Hello, it is Ryan, and we could all use an extra bright spot in our day, couldn't we? Just to make up for things like sitting in traffic, doing the dishes, counting your steps, you know, all the mundane stuff. That is why I'm such a big fan of Chumba Casino. Chumba Casino has all your favorite social casino-style games that you can play for free anytime, anywhere with daily bonuses. That should brighten your day a little. Actually, a lot. So sign up now at ChumbaCasino.com. That's ChumbaCasino.com. No purchase necessary. BTW. Void. We're prohibited by law. See terms and conditions. 18 plus.